0: reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at NewBalance.com. So to say that Golden State offers a problem to any defense is probably the understatement of the year. The team runs 11 deep, sometimes 12. Everybody knows their role. Gary Payton II is back. He's going to be big for them. Also, Andre Iguodala has basically had his entire body on ice all season for this moment. He doesn't need to play basketball anymore. He only wants to play in NBA finals. That's it. That's it. That's it for him. Everyone knows this. They have superstar guys and they have guys on the cusp of greatness. They have role players who have been shunned and discarded from Minnesota. They have rookies who are contributing. So depending on how you look at it, it's heaven if you're a Warriors fan. You feel like you've got the future, the present, and the past all rolled up in one beautiful little team that plays beautiful game of basketball. Or it is a complete unmitigated disaster if you're the rest of the league wondering uh, whether this Golden State team is going to have another decade decade of prominence, Right? If you're Ime you, you, you Udoka, I can't even imagine how you think about this. I'm trying. I'm not doing a great job, but I'm not a basketball coach. I think you just think about how Memphis did it and just try to find ways. Like, Steven Adams changed the game for them, brought Kavon Looney in. I don't know what they're going to do for that. But the fact that Memphis held Golden State to an adjusted offensive rating of 07 is something that you need to get into the film room and dig into. They had an AOR, uh, adjusted offensive rating, of plus 10 or better against every other team this playoff run. Negative 0.7 against Memphis, plus 10 or better on offense against everyone else. That's the stat that the Warriors and Boston needs to watch. Like I said, the Warriors turn the ball over a ton in the regular season. But they've cut that down a lot in the playoffs. What Golden State now has going for them boils down to two big things. The first is they are 9-0 and at home in the playoffs. Wow. That's huge. From 2015 to 2019, they averaged six home losses per playoffs. This is, that's stupid. That's stupid. Like, they're better than they were in their reign. Why? How? I don't know. Second, the fourth quarter, as per usual, has belonged to Golden State. They have outscored their opponents by 25 points per 100 possessions in the fourth quarter. That's the best by any team in the playoffs in any quarter ever. Like, ever. That means that they're like, get up by 30. Get excited. Get excited first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Go up go up on us 1820 all good Steph Curry you'll watch him just watch this keep this in your mind's eye when you watch this there will be a game where Boston is up like 17 19 points and then they'll cut they'll cut to the bench and it'll be like it'll be like 1030 in the fourth quarter and Mark Jackson or something will be like, well, well, Mike, I I don't know. We couldn't have seen this coming. And then as they're talking about how unprecedented this lead is for Boston, they'll show Steph Curry on the bench with a towel over his head and his little mouth guard chewing on it. And you're like, this little f*** is going to come back in in like two minutes. And it's night-night. And that's what they will do. They're a team, and Boston, as we know, when they get up, they can get complacent. Miami Heat came back multiple times. Milwaukee came back multiple times. If you get up on Golden State, I don't care if it's 30, keep your boots on their necks until it's whoop that trick time and you make Draymond, you know, put, flip the towel in the air. Because it's like there's no insurmountable lead for this team. They are four and three when trailing after three. And six and four when they fall behind by ten or more, they should be zero and ten when they fall behind by ten or more in the fourth quarter. But they are not. They are better than five hundred. No lead is safe. How about this? How about this? When they get a lead, are they four and six? No, they're eight and zero when they're leading after three quarters. So you better make sure they're not up after three quarters. They're doing this in the playoffs by their passes, as we know, the beautiful game of basketball that they play. 336 passes per 24 minutes what a deluge confusing annoying frustrating tiring and player movements of course 11.3 miles traveled per 24 minutes both second in the NBA they've also let all playoff teams in assist percentage it's gonna be a challenge folks all these little stats all these little nuggets it doesn't look good for Boston this is also Golden St- This is Golden State's series to lose for all those reasons, in my opinion. I think that, that Boston poses uh, problems for Bo- Golden State, but I think Golden State poses a lot bigger problems for Boston. I'm not saying that Boston can't win because I think Memphis could have beaten Golden State. They certainly didn't want to go back to Memphis in Game 7. And who knows what would have happened if John Moran wouldn't have gotten injured. But, like, if ifs and nuts or candies and nuts, it would all be Christmas morning or whatever the saying is. So Boston's going to need to win in the Bay in order to make this thing happen, and that is going to be very, very hard to do. Finally, let's talk a little bit about X factors for both teams, which which means ancillary pieces, peripheral pieces, not star players, not key role players, but ancillary players that need to step up and who that could be. For Boston, I think that's Derek White. Derek White's a very pesky perimeter defender. He's like Marcus Smart. He knows Ime Udoka's system like the back of his hand because he came from San Antonio, and that's the same San Antonio uh, scheme that Ime Udoka is running. He's going to be really, really big in terms of hitting corner threes, hitting uh, three pointers at the top as well. If you're open, Derek, shoot. Like, be confident. They're going to sag. Golden State is going to sag off of quote unquote lower shooter percentage guys like, let the scrubs shoot. Grant Williams, Derek White. Derek White's going to need to hit a bunch of them in order for that to change how Golden State plays their defense. He's a very, very smart player at understanding angles. He's going to be able to cut Steph off instead of chasing Steph around. He's going to be able to like almost cut the corner and stop the, the ball from coming into Steph's hands, bumping players off their spots. And if Derek White can hit those shots, I think that's going to be a really huge factor there. That's how Dallas won game four, by the way. Open shooters in the corner who hit him. Night-night. For Golden State, I, I think we've already seen Andrew Wiggins emerge as a key role player. So for me, I think this series will hinge on this ancillary player, Kevon Looney. If Kevon Looney gets 15, 16, 17 boards a game, there's just there's, that's it. That's, that's the key stat for me because he's a 6'11", small five, who has basically played himself out of the beginning of the playoffs. They brought him back in solely because Steven Adams was playing really well. And now he has reemerged as a key cog in this system. He can play good defense. And whether he can be solid on switches or he's not getting cooked by Tatum and Brown, that's going to be huge. That will be The key stat for me to watch is how Kevon Looney gets rebounds, offensive rebounds specifically, because Golden State getting extra possessions means nothing good for Boston. Conclusion, Boston, make it a rock fight. Just make it a rock fight. Make it ugly. Force Golden State to turn the ball over a ton. If you can get them to turn the ball over 15, 16, 17 times a game, you're going to go up early, and you might be able to deflate some of the guys that are younger, like Jordan Poole's confidence like think of it like this think of it like this is an analogy so imagine you're a chick on on the bachelor and you're going on a group date right and you're on the date and the other girl is miss universe right you're never going to be able to miss you, out miss universe miss universe you're never going to be more beautiful than miss universe so don't go anywhere where she can be in a bathing suit or where she dresses up in a cocktail dress. You're never winning that date. You need to go somewhere where you're sweaty. Where you're using your brain. Where you're dirty. Maybe she breaks a nail. Maybe she exposes her lack of intellect. That's, that's what you need to do. You're uglier. They're never going to be as good as playing as Golden State at playing the beautiful game. So they need to make things as ugly as humanly possible. That's how you put yourself on even footing with them. Boston can't let it happen. Golden State, just don't try. Don't turn the ball over. Really? That's it. If you can turn the ball over less than 10 times a game, that's going to be it. That's going to be really it for you. Keep the ball moving. Offense moving. Motion. Try to limit Jordan Poole's minutes. Try to figure out a way to hide Jordan Poole when he's in the game. Like when it's called, they call it pool party. Like make it pool. Make it. Make it pool conference, like make it more business-like. You know what I mean? Like when we talk about the pool party, it's a little too hectic for me. Like it's a little too Vegas, summertime, too many drinks, too much bad happens when it's the pool party. Make it more like a pool business meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like just kind of like make it more something that I can rely on Jordan Poole to operate effectively on the offensive defensive end. Try to get a lot of good production out of Clay and Wiggins so you don't need Poole's offense. You can just, like, maybe put his ass on the bench. No pool party time for me. Keep bigger defenders on the floor to help out. My prediction? Warriors in six. Warriors in six. I think the Warriors will be up 3-1 after four. I think they'll close it out. In Boston, actually, which would be sad because Chase fans, they won't get a ring there. Maybe Warriors in five, actually. Feels like it's happening at Chase. Feels like it's happening at Chase for me. That's the only way for the legacy. And I think Steph does. I think Steph does get his first finals MVP. Also, very quickly, the Draymond-Kevin Durant thing. Look it up. So funny. Draymond Green basically said that Steph Curry got seven times more double teams than Kevin Durant did when they played on the team together. Kevin Durant then went on, which is what he does, go on Twitter, quote tweet it, and say, in my opinion, this is absolutely false. Steph did not get seven times more double teams than me. Uh, That's wrong. So legacy, (laughs) legacy versus legacy. A lot of unfortunate situations where very elite, skilled players, some of the best to ever do it, have to feel some level of insecurity where they need to defend their quote-unquote legacy because random people on Twitter are dumb enough to believe that neither one of them is good enough to be in the top ten of all-time conversation, which is just absolutely bonkers in my opinion. But check that out. Go and find it. There's a million places where they discuss it and... Steph Curry's legacy unaffected by not having a finals MVP, in in my opinion. And that's coming from someone who has said Steph Curry's not even a point guard. So, there it is. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday.